This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Look back for Arfield, one up early, Scott Arfield, he's been threatening that recently, and all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball, it's Rory now, it's on the outside, he's on the Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. Yeah! Burnley won it to the end. That is magnificent. They deserve that. And he got on the outside, comes inside, comes up a shot, and a goal! Manuel Benson once more! That is top class! Burnley have done it! Fantastic! Clarence deserved the championship title! They've been the best side throughout the campaign! Burnley have won the second tier! What a fantastic achievement! The players have been magnificent! Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast. Full-time short with me, Joe Redmond, after another miserable, miserable day at Turf Moor. That headphone doesn't seem to be working, we'll just take that one out. Um, but having said that, the performance was better, but obviously the result was the same. So we'll obviously get into all that in a second. Uh, as you can see, I'm joined by Sam. And that, everyone, everyone keeps saying in the comments, I can't wait for today's Sam rant. 
I've just had a personal Sam rant. It was just me and Sam before Vizzy managed to come on. I felt like a front row member. Um, he's, 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 um, he's ready to go today. And Vizzy as well. He's, he's here as well. How you doing, mate? Hope you're good. Yeah. Um, life is great. Love yeah, it. that's cool. Uh, life's good. Football yeah. is dreadful. Um, but yeah, we were supposed to be having Neil today as well, so um, he's not showed up. I hope he's okay. Uh, let's send um, some. Um, hold on, I've just got a message off him. Uh, he's he's just trying to get the little little girl to sleep. So hopefully we get Neil on later. But yes, keep your messages coming in. It's good to see all the usual names in there. We've got a new member of the channel. Shout out to 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 Raj Raj. I've probably just lost a member as well by butchering that name as well. Um, but if you, you can you can join the channel. Um, the the information's on the YouTube page. Uh, I've no idea how to set it up, uh, how much it is or anything. Sorry, because I didn't set it up. Um, um, but thank you to to Raj for, uh, for for joining the channel, and everybody can do that at any point if you just want to show your support to the channel. Um, but it's good to see some of the names in here as well. Uh, Mike says, better but still not good enough. Awful in both boxes yet again. Never looked like scoring. Cullen, man of the match, should have been playing all season. This season is painful. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get on to the Cullen thing. I, I, I pretty much agree with you, though. Mick says, Cullen struggled early on in the season and was rightfully dropped, uh, but him and Borge were, uh, Borge? Burge were good in the middle today. Just a shame about the CB's keeper and the forwards. Yeah, the midfield were pretty much spot on. And to be fair, I think Cullen were dropped more so because he had an injury. Um, although I do agree, it wasn't great. Uh, Owen says, it should have been 2-1 to us. We had enough chances, to be fair. Um, Mick says we were lucky it wasn't 4-0 though a, a good save from Trafford and a couple of big misses from Bournemouth kept us in touching distance I think I'm leaning more towards the fact that we probably on the balance of play should have won that but we don't have enough quality as we've all said pretty much all the way through the season and that's why we weren't great today um, Martin Mack says hi guys what a bad game we had unbelievable uh, Milltown Dingle is another one he says Sam ran in imminent Burnley Till I Die says we're doomed. Liam Beach is buzzing to see Vizzy on the channel. Uh, he's hey. chanting Vizzy's name. Um, Liam Beach is another one that says Sam Rant incoming. Yeah, we will get into it all in just a second. I'll chat to the boys and get their thoughts. Um, but just want to remind everyone that we're delighted to announce uh, that the Turfcast podcast full-time show is officially sponsored by Wave Car Finance. Wave Car Finance are a local car finance company who specialise in getting you your dream car through their fantastic one-to-one personalised service. Their finance-first approach ensures that you can secure the very best finance in a deal tailored to suit you, and they can even settle any existing finance agreement and swap your current car into a new one. And to celebrate this brilliant new partnership between Wave Car Finance and Turfcast, if you mention Turfcast podcast to them, they will give you a voucher worth up to £200 to spend at the Burnley FC club shop on completion of your deal. So why not pop down to their stunning showroom in Wallet or give them a call or even just send them an email or message them on social media to start your new car adventure today. Um, and yes, I can vouch for the lads at Wave. That's where I got my car from. Uh, and then that's how I ended up getting sponsored off him because I just mentioned I have a podcast. Uh, another member of the channel is in the, is in the chat. Nathan Smith says, evening guys. Evening, Nathan. I uh, hope you're all well. Uh, the man with the amazing fireplace that I always show everybody every single week, uh, that's Brad Nuttall. He says, better today, but lack of quality in both boxes cost us. Cullen, best player on the pitch. Zeki makes his much worse side. Why does Trapper feel the need to keep holding the ball for 10 minutes at a time? Um, that was pretty much my personal rant off Sam. It, it was about Trapper keeping on the ball. Um, so before we get into... To, Naming any individuals, good or bad. Um, lads, thoughts on the game, please. I'll, I'll start with you, Sam. Um, we actually played better. My, my, my opinion of the game is this. We were better in the middle 
We dominated possession in the middle because Cullen was there. He wanted to keep hold of the ball. He wanted to retain possession and look for the pass rather than just doing what Brownhill does and running into the man in front of him and giving it away. Um, that's why we played better. Him and Burge worked well, brilliantly. There was a couple of moments where Sander you know, ran forward with the ball, which we want, want to see him doing. He seemed to have the freedom to do that more with Cullen there because, um, as I said, Cullen wanted to retain possession and get it to the more creative players. Um, but... Up front, we were dreadful. I thought Fafana played very, very poor today. Uh, it looked like he had his boots on the wrong feet. There was a couple of occasions very early on where the passes just went AWOL. And then he had that chance, which, to be fair, the pass was a little bit in front of him. Uh, weren't mm -hmm. really about that one, but the keeper did well to come out. Um, and at the back, we were dreadful. Mainly O'Shea again. Um, and O'Shea, I was praising him not so long. I say not so long ago feels like an age ago. I think it was like January because, you know, he, he had that set of games where he played quite well, but he's always got the mistake in him. And again, he had that mistake in him or two. Uh, well, I don't think the second goal is a mistake from him. It's just poor defending, but the first one is a mistake. Um, so good in the middle, but shite in both boxes. And it kind of just personified our season, I think, that game because play well, concede, continue to play well, all fart no smell, concede again, lose. Pretty much sums the season up. Sam, your thoughts, mate? Yeah, you could, exactly. You just said it, mate. You could go back to the the Palace game, West Ham game. You know, turning around saying, "Look, performance is better. Performances don't don't win your games. Scoring goals does, and not conceding rubbish goals like we did today. That's what wins your game. You could run round and be the best team for that. I mean, we had seventy four percent possession. We were easily the better team today, and we've come away with no points because we don't have any real quality." Odebert was fantastic today, I think. I think he, he was the only bright spark trying to get into the box um, from an attacking standpoint. Like I say, I, I completely agree with midfielders. I think midfielders were great. Um, but other than that, you there's not really a lot to shout about, really. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a 2-0 loss, isn't it? There's not... Yeah. I just don't, I just don't think we... I don't think we've got the, the quality. I don't think we've got the the personnel i think subs were too late um as well i think you know we left it too late to make changes it clearly wasn't working we couldn't score in the first half when we were massively on top we we didn't look like scoring at all in the second half either so just an, another bad day at the office and there's not a lot you can really say about it anymore it's just becoming the norm which is a shame yeah, it's um, it's the same thing every single week, isn't it? We have the same discussions every single week on the podcast and it's becoming tedious to go to the turf and it's becoming tedious to do these podcasts, but a lot of people watch them. Um, so obviously I'm never going to stop doing them for you guys, but it is this a case now where I just think, why are people even watching us when we're discussing the same thing every single week? But there's nothing much more we can say other than the same things happening on the pitch every single week. Companies making the same mistakes, all that. To, to be fair to him, today he changed it up a little bit. But I'm still... All right, Vitino ended up playing quite well, but there was a couple of moments where he didn't have the quality, and that's not necessarily his fault, that he's not good enough. He just didn't have the quality. But why is Vitino starting there on right mid when we've got Benson? This is what annoys me. Like There's certain decisions like that... Um, but I think I think the best change today was the one I've already mentioned was obviously uh, Cullen coming in, but that one was enforced because Brownell was suspended. And if we play West Ham on Sunday, it is next week again, isn't it? And Brownell's back in that side, then I think that'll be that'll be me done with company. Um, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, Liam, 
Thanks for coming on the show. Um, always good to get you back on, mate. Uh, thank you for the fan reaction. We will put it up after this one. Um, but yeah, your thoughts on on that um, performance and result, please, mate. Um, I mean, in a in a time period where a lot of negativity is put around for for good reasons, of course, there are some positives in this game, and I was one that was happy to see the lineup when I saw it. That at least, in my opinion, it looks like. There were some changes tactically, the personnel, just just something, you know, like if it was the same lineup as last week and then, and then the turf would already be somehow yeah. even more quieter and just apathetic than, than what it already felt like today. Um, I, I felt like Odobert did pretty good as a number 10. I felt like he was very lively trying to link up play. Cullen yeah. is what I've been saying for the last couple of weeks now. Like I, I, we, we are begging for him to play in our midfield because... Before the game starts, I could tell you exactly what Cullen will try to do. I could tell you exactly what I think Burke will try to do. I can't tell you what Brian will try to do. I don't think even he knows. Okay. Mm. I know that Cullen will try to drop deep between the, uh, the center backs and try to link up play. He'll drop deep and they'll be ready for the ball. And that 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 showed in abundance today. You know, mm. and and you know, it is literally like Palace at home. It is just like West Ham at home. Palace is the better of Sam put that. All you have to do is wait. To beat Burnley, you just have to wait. Yeah, exactly just that. try to go in some sort of compact shape, drop your line 10 yards back and just wait to hit us on a break. I mean, that second goal was at a sample where Dora O'Shea just kept on just going backwards and backwards and backwards. Mm. And then, lo and behold, he's on a penalty spot for some reason and they just shoot an easy goal. But the first one, I mean, it's just Sunday, it's Sunday league, isn't it? It's Sunday mm. league. It's, it's just one over-the-top through ball. And it's like... I don't even think I name me one team in Premier League that you see a goal be considered in, in that manner. Mm-hmm. I don't even think Sheffield United is is like that bad at times. Like it's just it's just our look. It's just our look, man. And you know, there is positives in terms of the fact that we didn't get completely destroyed. We did look like we were competitive, but yet again it shows for nothing. And that's the most frustrating thing. Like sometimes if a game like this happens and it's like, okay, it's one of them, but if every game is one of them that you play all right, then it's like, well, we just aren't good enough. And then that's just kind of where we find ourselves. Yeah, I'll stick with you, Liam, because you just mentioned there Wilson Orderbear in the 10, and that's something I did want to discuss. Play quite well in that role. Um, obviously, the midfield was shaken up because we got rid of Amduna. Um, Brownhill was suspended. That midfield for me was the best midfield I've seen this season. Orderbear in the 10, he played very well. Uh, but Andy Benny in the comments... Uh, that you can see on screen now says Orderbear did play well as number 10, but because of that, we did miss him as a winger. And I do agree with that. We didn't have as much um, oomph on the wings, but the quality was in the middle. And I felt like he was more involved because of that. I'd rather have him there in that 10 than have him out wide. Um, but now we need to be getting some wingers into the game. But um, yeah, uh, obviously putting him in the middle, Liam, um, Orderbear, uh, it gives him a chance to get involved more, doesn't it? It gives him a chance to create more. And I thought he played very well today. Yeah, he played well, but, you know, end of the day, we're still relying on a 19, 20-year-old kid in the, in the Premier League who, of course, has got talent. We can see it. But he's not got yeah. the clinical edge, as he shouldn't, because if he did, he wouldn't be at Burnley, right? You know, like, he's going to be raw, and we're relying everything on this kid. And he is one, and this is what you get, you know? You're not going to be getting that clinical edge when you need it at this level. And... You know, I, 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 again, I saw the lineup thinking Vitinho was starting. 
and you look at Benson on the bench, just thinking, I'm convinced that Trezor is either dead or we cannot play him one more time. Otherwise, we got to unlock a, an appearance clause. There's no other way in my mind that why Trezor is still not being just brought on the pitch. Yeah. Just to see him. Because I, I, that must be the reason. It has to be. Vitinho plays like a person that got paid a, you know, one million quid for. You know, like he has so much energy. He has so much effort. But he has as much composure as me on the ball. I've never seen a person mm-hmm. that when he gets a ball, runs, 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 and just runs like a headless chicken until he bumps into someone. And I love it because he's showing a bit of, he's showing a bit, he's showing a bit of energy, a bit of fight. But at the same time, he's just not got the composure to get the final ball in the box or that final shot. So it's like, I don't know. Uh, at least we saw Benson for longer than five minutes this time. But uh, I agree, yeah. but I still, I still feel like the sub was made too late. We, we were on top at like the 60th minute, and I remember thinking, this is perfect for Benson, and company waited and waited and waited and waited. I think he brought him on in, what, the 75th? Yeah, 75th on, 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 on the dot, really. I think Andouni was on the 60th. Yeah, I mean, should, Bournemouth they, they didn't even look like they wanted to be there, by the way. Like, yeah. Bournemouth, they were, they, it was like Palace at home. They did not want to, they did not want to be there. They could not be any less. I spoke to three Bournemouth fans already. They're saying that's the worst performance we've ever had all season. Like we didn't even yeah. look like we could put five passes together. We've mentioned it already. I think both you and Sam have mentioned it, but it's a perfect replica of that Palace game at home where they didn't have to break sweat. We pretty much handed two games at uh, two goals on, on, on the, on the dot. And like you said, Liam, just sit back, sit back, sit back, wait for the mistake and score. So yeah. it's 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 just not good enough. It's just not good enough. And even though we play better, but that's a great comment from Philip Redfern. Uh, Philip Redfern, sorry. Uh, he said we were competitive against a team that hadn't won a game in 2024 and still lost. And that sums up Burnley brilliantly. Um, yeah, Sam, I just want to quickly talk to you about the midfield as well. Obviously, Cullen brought in for Brownhill, much better. Um, Orderberry in the ten, much better than I'm doing it. Is this? In my opinion, right, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, the fact that we have seen Cullen come in, play so well, despite a lot of us wanting it for a long time, tells me that company's judgment has been off. So therefore, his because he should have been playing Cullen earlier instead of playing Brownell, because Brownell's been playing piss poor week in, week out. And I don't like giving Brownell too much stick because he's not a defensive midfielder, and that's how mm-hmm. that's where company plays him. Brownell probably would rather be in the 10, but we do have better options in the 10 now. So it's 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 harsh on me calling Brownell out, to be honest. Um, but um, I'm more concerned about company's judgment. Now, Cullen's been on the bench all season. Yes, he had some poor games against the likes of City, Villa and Spurs earlier in the season. I'm not sure if he even played in all them three, but you get my point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's just been on the bench ever since. And he's come in today and done fantastic. And that tells me that maybe company's getting it wrong about so, some of these other players, like your Traffords, like your Andunis. Yeah, I mean, we've all spoke about it already after the season anyway. I mean, the only thing I would say on the Cullen debate is um, Cullen was rightfully dropped based on performances at the start of the yeah. season. The first couple of months were poor. The injury came at the right time and the midfield started to look better again in the exact same way that it has done today under Bergen Brownell. Bergen Brownell, people said back in the day, oh, that's so much better, you know, for the first three or four or five games. And then all of a sudden it's it's the other way around. So, yes, it's better. But I, I, I think we that was one of the first games, though, this season. Again, after saying all that, that's still one of the only games this season where I actually think we've dominated the midfield. 
Phil has been one of our weakest areas all season, yeah. being able to retain the ball. I actually liked the press today. I thought the press was brilliant. I thought we were really in their face. Uh, like Vizza says, he's spoken to a lot of their uh, their fans saying that's the worst they've played the string five passes together. Whilst I completely appreciate that may partially be down to them as well. I, I still think we can take a lot of positives, like Liam says, you know, from the facts that we we did win that midfield battle. We were winning the ball back. The press was a lot better. They didn't have the ball. However, after saying all of that, we've still lost 2-0. And, and we're still on 13 points after 27 games, 11 points adrift from Nottingham Forest. There, there is absolutely no chance we get out of this. The only positive that you can kind of take to a degree is that if we if we were to go down and we can still keep relative... If, if we were to go down. <laughs> I, I, I literally <laughs> just said right. down and then said if. When we go down, our team, yeah. if we can keep them, can be pretty good. Like We could have Odebear in the tent. We could have Koleosha on the left. We can have Cullen and Burge. We can have... Um, you know, we can have somebody else on the right-hand side if needs be. Hopefully, it's not... Uh, listen, I, I also agree with you guys as well. Vitinho ran his socks off today, but he ran his socks off. He might as well have just... He might as well have been a compass, just running left, right, up, down. He, just, he went, no, he didn't do anything. Mm. He just ran around. He just kept running and running and running. Like So, I don't know. For, for me... It's it is a better performance, but how many times do we say it's a better performance before? Like I said to my dad through the game, you have to start calling some of these players out now, like fully, fully, fully calling them out because everybody's calling for the manager, and I get that, I get that side of things. Some of those players are absolutely horrendous. Daryl Shea, I have no idea what he brings. Here to we that go. Team. No, but I've got no idea what he brings to it. Just tell me what he brings. Just tell me, because he can't pass the ball. He can't run. He's got no idea who plays plays with him. He don't, he don't look forward. He only looks left and right and back to Trafford. Trafford was might as well have sat up ball for 90 minutes because he didn't want to pass the ball. Like We've just got so many players that we're just carrying through games. And it's just irritating, mate. Like we, we've, we've, got, we've come up in such a positive way and we're going down a laughing stock. And that, that, that will affect the club that will affect the players and the manager and the way that we recruit and who we bring in and stuff. People will remember. Oh yeah, Burnley were brilliant the season before. They came into the Premier League and they barely they barely let a fart go. Right? It's just, you know, whatever. Right? We're in a trickier position than people think, in my opinion anyway. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with the O'Shea thing. I mentioned it at the top of the show very quickly, um, but I'll just get into it in a second. Paul Boo says O'Shea is rubbish. Graham Jennings, comment currently on screen, said 100% agree with this rank. Company can't put the ball in the net or simply run quicker um, to track runners. That's on the players. Ginger Valley says O'Shea getting booked in the first minute is down to poor management. Uh, Mick says, I don't think the individuals are that bad. I'm convinced most of the problem is the way company wants them to play. Uh, and Kurt Leeming says, bearing in mind I'll sit in the Jimmy McElroy lower, my season ticket so far is because £70 per point game, outstanding money. Um, sorry, value for money. I'll just put this comment back on screen from Ginger Alley, Sam, because you, um, I felt like you wanted to respond to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> it's like company's gone, right, 30 seconds into the game, Darren, what I want you to do is, when they go to take a throw in, egg ball out of his hand. Like, <laughs> what? Company has nothing to do with that. Like, th that is just an idiot player doing an idiot thing at a stupid moment 
and get, getting his comeuppance for it. The only issue that I had with that situation was Bournemouth did it 40 seconds later and they didn't get a yep. card. Bournemouth 100%. did it two minutes later, didn't get a card. 100%. Like, that'll move us on to the poor officiating because that I, I could get an hour out of just that, but we're not going to talk about it just yet. But Liam will say the same. It's got how has company got anything to do with that? Like, what? My uh, mate that was at the ground, he sent me a text 30 seconds in the game and he said, I'm leaving. And I, and I was I was like five, ten seconds behind. So when I saw the test public thinking, oh, God, have we conceded? And I literally instantly saw that. I'm thinking, what's going on? Why is he heading the ball out of his hand in the 20s? Like, where's your composure? Mm -hmm. Like, where's the thought? I, honestly, like, that could have... That epitomizes the season, really. Yeah, it's my dad just said the exact same childish. thing. Childish. Burnley. It's childish. It's just yeah. um, petulant. Mm -hmm. I, it's just sad like to anyone in chat here like, it is a serious question honestly like when we considered that first goal did anyone have any emotion i think emotion is the word i'm looking for here like were you sad were you angry because i laughed yeah i'm passive in it it's just, it's just it passive now <laughs> there it is. Yeah, i, I concede and i just think normally like i'm quite vocal i'll be honest i'm i think the people around me Hate me. Um, apart from the guy that sits on my right because he chats Terrible to me a lot. To uh, but I'm I'm normally I'm normally quite vocal. I'll be shouting, "Oh, for God's sake!" Insert name here. Normally, I'll share. Why have you done that? Oh, fucking hell! Why have you done oh, this? I thought Why I heard you chat me, Rich. Actually, I thought I knew it was you. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I was leading it, mate. Um, but no, like today, I, now I'll just whatever. Right, I'm just I, as as Burnley till I die says, "Hey, I'm just used to it now." Same, like, I, I'm just used to it, like. I weren't so bad today when the first went in because I was used to it. But it's like, for me, the, the the thing that tips me over the edge now is when we concede goals late on when we're trying to push and then we do some more stupid defending. Like, I don't mm. want to go in too harsh on O'Shea here. Uh, but I saw a comment um, saying that O'Shea was uh, not as bad as Esteve today um, and Esteve was worse. Now, this is the first goal on your screen now. Obviously, I can't show you the actual goal right, due to copyright right, issues. Yeah. Um, but uh, O'Shea's the guy in the middle. As you can see, the Bournemouth lad, I think, is that Clivert? No, Clivert's on, on this side, isn't it? I don't no, know. But the Bournemouth lad there, he's already started the sprint. O'Shea's still picking his arse. Like, what is he doing? Like, wh <laughs> why is he just sat around doing nothing? Like, what, this, this is the stuff that winds me up about O'Shea. Like, he just doesn't pay attention. He's always got a stupid mistake in him. And again, he's just ball-watching probably looking at the birds flying above the cricket field stand. And then whoever this Bournemouth lad is just, just runs in and, and beats into it. Esteve also gets beaten to it, but I think that was just pace. That, that, that for, for me, from O'Shea, for the first goal, I'll get into the second goal later, was absolutely dreadful. Dreadful. His defensive IQ is not, not there. I, I've, all, I've always said about Dar O'Shea, and I'll, I'll, still, I'll still back it, even after how bad he's been now, I still think Dara O'Shea had a lot of potential when we signed him. Like when we signed him for seven million, it wasn't an awful signing on paper. He was the captain of West Brom. He was one of the youngest captains in, in the championship. He'd cemented his place in the West Brom team four years prior. He'd been playing there for ages. He was considered one of the most, um, you know, comfortable centre-backs in the Championship. He's made the jump into the Premier League and evidently that jump hasn't hasn't worked out. But Too far for him. My thing is, all the issues with him, all the things that happen are so basic. And every single time, like you've just said there, like, you know, he, he, 
Clivert's made the run. That's an intelligent footballer. He's sat there going, right, I can latch onto this because I know he's sleeping. A clever defender already knows he's on his left shoulder. He already knows that he's there, how he's going to get out of it, whether he's turning left or roofing it off the pitch. He already knows. I always find with O'Shea, he's always kind of, it's like the elevator music's going on in his head. As the ball's going (laughs) over the top, it's just dinging in his head and he's just waiting. And then all of a sudden, the ball's in front of him. And doors open, he's like, oh, Clivert's there. (laughs) It's really annoying. And I just find it so infuriating because it's like, it, 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 it's the same thing all the time. And we all just sit and just go, this is fine. Put him in again. And you've got people in the comments going, no, I don't think it was Dara's fault. I could give you nine goals he's conceded us this season. I can give you 15 that Trafford's conceded us this season. But everybody just wants to go, oh, well, you know, they're people too. The people that get paid 70 grand a bloody week. And I'm not, I don't get paid that amount. They probably don't get paid 70 grand a week. No, not anymore. Time, mate. Mate, having 70, it's only a small, measly 35 <laughs> grand a week. Come no, on, know, they get, they get fair so much money per week. And he can't even see or listen to people around him going, Clivert's there. And he goes, eh, where? Oh, upper shoulder, Dara, left shoulder. That's your right. You Honestly, he's, he's just a pain. I'm bored of watching him. And that's just another conversation that we've got to have. Is company going to change that? Probably not. No. We're going to go down with O'Shea and then at the end of the season, we're going to go, oh, he was the reason and company will probably just sell him and then we'll buy somebody else and then we'll spend another 100 million in championship and see how that goes. Just weird, isn't it? Yeah, Adam Simpson says, I can't believe O'Shea doesn't get more stick than he does. He's absolutely dreadful. The worst defender we've ever had in the Premier League. Kevin Long, the worst always defender. Remember Leon Court back in 2000? Come on, he does no. say ever in the Premier League, I, but Leon Court was it. dreadful. Obviously, Leon <laughs> Court wasn't in the um, wasn't in the Premier League, was it? But he literally had concrete boots on Leon Court. Uh, I'm sure of it. Wasn't yeah. it in 09? Am I we, thinking someone we, else? We bought him second half of the season in 09. He Did came he actually? in. Actually, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Liam, you've got you've probably got a much faster computer than me. If you want to quickly search, he started for us in the Premier League. Yeah, like, right. Andre BK, say him, I don't know. Mm. Mm, BK, BK, I don't know. BK were just erratic, weren't he? BK weren't shy like a... Like, I just liked him just because he was just massive. He, was just he, just, he showed a bit, if he had a personality to him, absolutely. <laughs> I say that, I was yeah. 11 when Leon Court was there, so I can't say I have complete, perfect memory. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be worse. Owen Ashworth says maybe VK should play Al Dakil because he's quicker than O'Shea and Ekdal combined. Uh, we saw we saw Al Dakil. We saw he's probably even worse. Um, but with that, with Al Dakil, with Al Dakil, I think I I know he will come good. Like he's still quite young. I mean, I think O'Shea is still early twenties. Our entire team is young, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But um, it's it's for me. Yeah, I I, I agree. Yeah, always Claret confirms that Liam. Um, Laws bought Court in Jan 2010. So yeah, I'd agree. Uh, Leon Court is the worst defender we've ever had in the Prem, followed by probably Doro Shea. But I'm kind of yeah. I'm being hypocritical here. And all right, I know people always go, "Oh, bloody hell, can't believe you're saying that now." When three months ago you said this, like, yes, in the space of three months, I have changed my mind based on seven games, but I thought O'Shea was actually getting better because in January he played well for a few times. The mistakes, he was cutting out a little bit. I think he played very well in a, in a few games. I can't remember exactly what games. I think the Tottenham game in the Cup springs to mind. Someone will probably search it now and, and find out that he didn't actually play in that game, but still, I thought he was getting better, but he's god-awful. I'm, I'm, I'm at the stage now where I'm same as you, Sam. I'm, I'm just fed up of seeing him every week, and, and that's another one about company's judgment that I mentioned mm. earlier about Cullen coming in 
and we're so much better with him in the side. There's not many people we can bring in because Bayer's gone AWOL. Don't know what's up with him. But if we had Bayer and Esteve at centre-back for the majority of this season with Muric at the back, I reckon we have 15 more points. I reckon we have 15 more points. They say 15? 15 more points. Oh, my these. God. With Bayer I mean... and Muric. I reckon so. Because we've been in so know, many you. games. I don't know. Maybe 10 I, to 15. I, but I, 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 we, 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 we'd be much better. The we'd issue be is with Muric is that like, we kind of forget at the same time, before we put in Trafford, that there was already conversations of we should probably look at replacing Muric because despite him being great at the back, he always was... He always was error prone from time to time. He, he's not a slightly safe pair of hands. I can't tell no. you the amount of times that he just slipped randomly after a corner. I think Preston away is a perfect example. Sometimes he just slips for whatever reason. He wasn't exactly perfect by any means, but I think it's more of a case of give him a goal, see yeah, how he goes. That. I just exactly. want to see I'm not saying oh, Mirish is the Lord and Savior and he will save our season, but I just want to see him because I think giving players a chance, I think, is important. So I just slot my it's, microphone. It- it's all right. I do it all the time, mate. <laughs> um, it, it's the passing for me, though. Like I do agree Trafford's probably a better shot stopper. But Trafford makes saves that you look at and you think, yeah, good save that, mate. But he should probably be making it at the same time. Like, I can't think of a proper worldy save this season where, where I've gone, fair play, Trafford. That's a great save. Yeah, but he made a Trafford, decent save today. Go on, Sam. Yeah, Trafford's causing half of the chances that he's getting anyway. Like, that pass that he played into midfield today. Like, we... You just cause something that you don't need to. Do. You don't. We shouldn't even be dealing with anything there. We've you've got you've got the ball with your goalkeeper. It should just be either going long or pick a pass out wide. Why would you play a pass knowing that there's three players around one guy? And then we lost mm. the ball and it was like three against like three against one. And it's just like it's just madness. Like that's the side of him that I'd, I've never I've never claimed to say that he's a bad shot stopper. I've always said he's brilliant when it comes to making a save in a, in a you know from a free kick or a shot from outside the box or them close range ones where he gets down some like they're all right but it's the other side of it it's the errors that lead to chances that don't need to be there yeah that's what he, and so I, I agree with Liam like I I always said the same about Murich like Murich wasn't the safest goalkeeper in terms of passing and stuff for me but his passing was brilliant his awareness and his command of his box started to get better we had the same issues with Murich at the start of the season, but the thing with Murich, which gave fans a lot more to, to back him up for this in this situation now with Trafford is, he started not amazing, but we saw the improvement. With Trafford, I've watched 27 games now, and I can't tell you one bit of his game that changed. Mm. Like, he's in, he's entire, if, if, if anything, without sounding horrible, he's got worse. He came with an arrogance and a, and and you know something about him. He now actually looks like a kid that's a bit lost in goal, and he's just he's just kicking ball for us. Like, well, that yeah. kind of does lead to the conversation of all the chance and a jury and it came from the game today. Especially yeah, uh, the um, had, I think he had, a, he had a very poor pass in like the fiftieth minute around there, which led to a chance to Bournemouth or an attack to Bournemouth, and since then, yeah. consistent. Uh, I, Sorry for butting in there. I guess that's an, an inevitable topic that will be brought up. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I were going to, it, it's obviously the perfect segue. And I were going to say it. There was a comment earlier on, but we were chatting about something else. So I didn't bother putting it on screen. Obviously, I was on the game um, and I didn't actually hear any of the Murich chants, to be honest. It probably coming from the cricket field end. I don't know because that's, I'm not picking on the cricket field end, by the way. That's just the furthest mm-hmm. bit away from me. 
Um, but obviously they happen because people are saying him on Twitter, like it's just counterproductive, lads. Like, why are we doing that? Like, we're just gonna make the goalkeeper That's somebody who probably doesn't want to be here anymore anyway, because of the way the fans have treated him and the fact that he's getting beat every single week, to then thinking, I don't like these, I don't like these fans. It's just counterproductive, and it's gonna make yeah, not just traffic pissed off, it's gonna piss off the defenders, piss off company. It's just get behind the yes, we could all mourn and shit on the full-time show and in the comments and on social media afterwards. To be fair, he didn't do anything wrong today, so I don't even know why we're discussing him that much, but his passing was dreadful again and he held on to the ball too long. Um, but yeah, the, the Murich chance and the and some of the boos as well when it when, when he were um going bat off at half time and stuff were, were just too much, yeah. Yeah, they're they're the little things that you don't want to see any any club doing. You don't want to you don't want to see that with anybody like at the same time, like we're having this conversation about about what what he what what he is now, what he brings to us now. So, like we were mm-hmm. talking about in the game, we weren't saying, "Oh, he's he's the worst goalkeeper to ever play for the club. He does this wrong all the time. He does that wrong all the time." Like we're just saying the same things. So we're just saying his distribution is not great, and it's costing us it's costing us goals because it creates chances that we don't we shouldn't be conceding. In the game today, we, we weren't saying he was the reason we lost. We're simply saying he wasted 15 minutes of the game just standing with the ball, which, yeah. in my opinion, is just inexcusable. And yeah. those sides of the booing and those jeering, like that, the side of that jeering, fair play. I don't want to watch my goalkeeper stand with ball for 15 minutes. You don't pay that money for your season ticket to watch that. Like that, that's that's just it's just part of it. Like I, I completely agree. Like he's not the he's not the reason that we lost today. No. But, I don't enjoy that. I'm sat at home. Like these lot are all in the stadium. They've they've travelled. Some of them have travelled miles to come watch it. Some of them have they've got up, gone to the stadium, paid the money for the season ticket, paid for the tickets, and had to sit there and watch the goalkeeper stand with the ball for 15 minutes. I just don't. So that fair play for that. I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, come on now, we need a goal, yeah. we'll mill down, sort it out. But, That's it. Plays like we're winning all the time by yeah. holding onto the ball too long, but and then and then just oofs it long anyway. If you're just going to pump it long, just pump it long. Yeah, exactly. But I completely it's, agree. It's, like, don't you can't you can't start chanting another player's name. Like, chant chant for Benson. That's because you want to see Benson. Like, yeah. you're not saying I want to see Benson because you play this guy all the time. Like, chanting for Murich in that situation, you obviously know what reaction you're going to get. Like, I don't, I, I completely agree with you guys. It's counterproductive, but the jeering for holding onto the ball and stuff like that, it's it deserved in my opinion. Yeah, Carl Stuttard says, does Esteve speak English? If not, that can cause communication problems. I think he can, mate. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. But I don't think more lads, that team does. I know a lot of the lads in the dressing room just speak French anyway, so they'll probably just shout sacre bleu at each other every 30 seconds because someone's fucked up again. <laughs> sacre bleu. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I do agree. Alan says, can't see how you blame the keeper. I agree. None of us three are blaming the keeper. Um, he didn't do anything wrong today, but um, it's just it's just holding on to the ball for too long today. It's in topic um, in terms of just a general jeering yeah. towards him because yeah. yeah. exactly it makes that. him more of a story than what it actually is. I mean, um, Alex Goody says, Benson was only a good impact, so he could never change the game, um, could never get in the game if he started. I mean, let's give him a chance before we say any of that, because I don't think he started much this season, has he? Uh, and the fact that we're playing Vitinho on the right wing ahead of him, I just I just don't understand. Uh, I just don't understand. Carl says, can't see Dara speaking French. <laughs> I don't know why. That's made me laugh. That's made me laugh. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, it, could, it probably barely speaks English, to be honest. Um 
But uh, yeah, uh, speaking of Dora, actually, I do want to, not Dora, sorry, someone mentioned Cullen in the chat. Now, I don't know which is the Cullen screenshot. There it is. This is a disallowed goal. Sam, you've already mentioned it, so I'll come to you. And, and you said and you said you wanted to talk about it off air as well. You said you wanted to talk about the officials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, what I, I don't understand. Yes, he's got his hands on his back. But how else is he supposed to jump for this ball in this scenario? Um, obviously, this is where we, we score the goal. Um, the ball is won here at the back post. It's headed on towards Cullen, who pokes it into the net. Obviously, I was sat at the other side of the pitch, so I originally thought it had been given for offside, but no, it's been given for a foul because of this challenge here. Now, I don't understand what he's seen here. He's jumped into him slightly, but you have to jump forwards. What's he supposed to do? Like, if the ball's there, like he, he has mm. to jump forwards. For me, it's a very, 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 very soft disallowed goal. And, and, and maybe I'm wearing claret tinted glasses because it, I feel like it should have stood. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, there was more contact in the Trafford and against Luton situation and that goal got given. Like... Adebayo backed right into him and yep, and the goal stood. So if Brun Larson just jumps up and Adam Smith falls, falls, uh, falls forward, for me, how We've been, how, we've how, been uh, Ashley Barnes. He's jumped backwards yeah, into it, him and then flopped forward. But watch, like, when they showed it back on VAR, they showed it from the angle where, because, like I said to you, like, when we were, before we came live, like, Andy Hinchcliffe in that situation doesn't help. Having commentators that just don't know anything about football and sat there say, saying, but he's, he's clearly gone through the man to win the ball. He didn't go through him. He jumped up. If he jumped up and forward, that's going through him. He just jumped up and won a header. Adam Smith yeah. feels the contact on his back, so falls forward. And then he turns around and, and, and gets, gets a foul. For me, how how can how can you not see that? Like, he's the thing for me is like I say, it's just the jump up. If he jumps up and then forward and he starts to lean into him, then the the momentum of him moving forward knocks him over. Just jumping up doesn't cause you to fall over like that. He wrapped his legs underneath Brun Larson. His arms came out stretched wide, and he fell over and he screeched like he was he'd just been shot. Like, yeah. I just don't understand how you can look, watch that back on VAR from the sideways angle and then you've got someone like Andy Hinchcliffe going, well, he's clearly gone through him to get the man. Well, he hasn't. To get the ball, sorry. He clearly hasn't gone through him. 
Otherwise, if you went through him, Adam Smith would have done 15 somersaults. Right. The ironic thing is, uh, when Semenyo got his first yellow card, I was sat in different seats today. I was sat in the James Hargreaves lower, right at the very front, just like three or four rows back. Um, and when Semenyo got his first yellow card, he grabbed JBL, didn't he? Threw him on the floor. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, JBL was on the floor, saying how that hurts sort of thing. Smith come over and he's like, that's embarrassing. Get up. Stop taking yeah. the piss. And then... In the second half, he's throwing himself on the floor. That's mm -hmm. embarrassing. Um, but yeah, Liam, your thoughts on that disallowed goal, please, mate. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, Liam. No. Really appreciate it. <laughs> if we were in a position where we were actually in, in any contest of staying up, I would be raging. I would be angry. Yeah. I couldn't care less. You know, mm. same thing with the red card with... Um, was it with Cullen, right? Clivert yeah. with the foul from yeah, behind. that one as well, yeah. It is a red that card. one as well. I would be really angry about a set saying that's a clear red card. In this level, in the Premier League of the standards that's been set this year, and that's not a red card. Mm -hmm. Right, but Zeroes was though, wasn't it? Of course, yeah. consistency yeah. is key. The thing is, I would care a lot more, but I really don't. I yeah, am man. sick and tired of VAR, and not just Burnley, for the entire league, for mm -hmm. trying their absolute best to just... It's a bunch of prefects in a caravan with a god complex trying to take control of the game. I don't care, and I cannot wait to be back in the championship, because even though there's a mistake, I can see it as a human mistake and not with someone trying to destroy the game in a caravan. I genuinely am bored of it. So mm -hmm. that situation there, it's not a foul. Where else is he meant to put his hands? Where else? Like, I, I, have you ever jumped for a ball at a semi or even moderate competitive level? You make contact. You know, it's ridiculous. But hey, it's the Premier League and the most elite level of football. So we've got to keep mm -hmm. going on with it. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Who was the one that did the studs on challenge? Cliver. It was Clive from Pine and Cullen. Yeah, because I've I've only seen the image of that, right? And I shared the image on Twitter and I put something like, wow, uh, apology letter 16 coming. And I got some stick-ups from Burnley fans who were saying, it's never a red card, as Sam would say. Never a red card. Um, <laughs> and, 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 a, and a lot of them were like, oh, you know, what, wait till you've seen the still. And I said, yeah, I'll watch it back later, mate. I'm just on the match sort of things. That way you shouldn't be making silly statements. It's like, but most people who have seen it, who are Burnley fans, think it's a red. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I can't comment on that one because even though I did say that, I was being quite flippant on Twitter because that's mm -hmm. what Twitter's for. Uh, but I haven't seen it back, so I can't comment on that one. But the Semenyo one, I don't need to see it back because he was booked for throwing JBL to the floor, as, as I've said. And then the second one's worse. The second mm -hmm. one, it should have been booked. They were both right in front of me. I don't know how Semenyo stayed on the pitch. And of course, Semenyo got the second goal. Um, at least I got some dream team points because he's in my draft dream team. Uh, but other than that, he <laughs> should have been sent off. He should have been sent I just, off. I think my my only thing with it is, like, like I, I, I agree with you, Liam, as well. Like, I, I don't care to a degree. But the thing that I do care about is, like, if we keep going back to all the situations where it's happened, like the second yeah. possible penalty we could have had against West Ham that could have put us 2-0 up, like we could have been out of sight in that game. We should have got more points at Nottingham Forest at the start of the season. We should have got a point at Bournemouth. We should have had um, situations at Aston Villa that let us down. And all Wolves these could have been sent off last week, horse fiddling, yeah, blasted. Exactly. All these situations bring me to this to this situation where we have this conversation. And you've just said it perfectly there. Like this is meant to be the best league in the world where people talk about unbelievable stuff. We've just we've watched a Manchester derby today 
Rashford's just spanked on in top corner from 35 yards. Unbelievable goal. That's what you should be talking about. That They're the things that you should be talking about. But VAR is always the conversation. It's always about what they've done wrong or the inconsistencies there or that. That was that happened in this game, but then in this game it's not happened. It just irritates the life out of me. We can go into the championship now and deal with human error, not human error through human error. Like that, that's that's what I'm ready for. I'm ready for the Ashley Barnes penalty against Huddersfield. That's clear as day that we don't get. So I can spend ten minutes screaming at the telly, going, "How's that not a penalty?" And then writing all over Twitter and everyone going, "Yeah, I can't believe they missed that terrible referee," and everybody agreeing. You've got this situation now where you've got 250 million TV screens and everyone's looking at it with the bloody eyes closed like that. Like, what's the point? You've got a referee who's running around with with, with a rule book literally in his hand looking at it as it's going along going, right, I don't quite know that decision. I'll just have a flick through. He then sends it through to Stockley Park with loads of people, you know, wearing blindfolds, looking at tellies. And he's sat there now turning around going, oh, it, it, it's not gone great, has it? Of course, it, it just does me. I didn't I'm just really bored of it now. And the sooner we get yeah, to the championship, the better. I mean, I agree to an extent, but and I do think we'll be all right next year. I don't buy into this we're going to struggle thing. Um, well, it obviously depends on who stays and who goes. Um, but 16th in the championship, playing shit in the championship is is horrendous. So let's hope we don't get to that stage. Uh, we're coming up to 50 minutes. It has flown by as a show so far. Some really good chats, some really good comments. A lot of people watching, just shy of 200 live viewers at the minute, which is class. Um, so I just want to take this opportunity to remind you all that Burnley's sleeve sponsor for the 23-24 season are about to unveil something special, the limited edition Burnley FC uphold card set to launch soon. You can easily add funds to your card and unlock its perks, whether you're spending at home or away. The card lets you spend in any currency anywhere in the world. It's accepted everywhere where MasterCard is without foreign transaction fees and offers a competitive exchange rate for added ease and security. You can also pay with Apple or Google Play and uphold values community demonstrated by their pledges on it, £5 to Burnley in the community with your first purchase using the card. Secure your spot on the waiting list today at www.uphold.com forward slash Burnley FC. Terms and conditions apply. Now, like I said, 50 minutes. We've spent 50 minutes slagging the defence off. Uh, because that has been the main issue all season. And once you don't again, look at me, that... I've been all right. <laughs> and that has been the main issue. That has been the main issue all season. But let's be fair, and I'll stick with you, Liam, because you have been all right. Um, but the forwards, they were poor today as well, weren't, weren't they? It's like we were good in the middle, bad in, bad in our own box, and dreadful in their box. It's like we had so many chances. The header from Vitinho, Fafana, the one where it cleaned through on goal, and then the rebound that fell to JBL. Uh, Orderbear should have done better with one in the first half as well. Um, Vitinho spanked another one high and wide over. These are just ones I can remember off the top of my head. Um, but we actually created okay chances. And I think our XG, I haven't looked at it yet, will probably have been higher than Bournemouth's from what I imagine looking at the game. So I think it's, isn't it only by like a little bit? Is oh. it? But I think we were even like so, five. they scored two from their XG similar to ours. And Solanke didn't even score. Watch this. He would have done. No, he didn't, did he? Um, but this is what I mean. Like we, we, we were let down by our forwards again today, um, or some some of the efforts. Because, like I said, Orderbear had a chance. Vitinho had a chance. JBL had a chance. Fafana did have that one, but the port the pass was a little bit in front of him. Um, but yeah, I felt I just felt the forwards were just as bad as the defenders today. It it, it does kind of take me back to the start of last year. You know, in a championship when we're playing Hull at home, and 
um, Luton at home and Stoke at home. You know, like when you're facing a team that expects you to have all of the ball and you just sit back and just say, okay, try and book us down. It felt like that today. Mm. Um, that they were happy to just sit back and just say, okay, try and book us down. And I feel like um, Berg, when he was able to, <clears throat> advance forward, take on a man. I felt like he was very effective in that area. And it's just a shame that we just don't really have someone that can really cut inside on their left foot and try to take a shot like Emmanuel Benson. You know, we've not got that down wide because when, when you look back to last year, the vast majority of our goals was actually from our wide players that had a bit of space and basically took on a shot pretty much or yeah. get a cross in. I don't think we really even, do we cross the ball really anymore? Like that's not really part of our play. This kind of feels like, like kind of last ditch opportunity almost. Um, yeah. I, I can't really see any sort of consistent passages of play because I feel like we aren't prepared for it. I don't know what the thing is because I don't, exactly know what our play style is anymore and that's the main issue you know because last year it was all about our kind of fullbacks being more inverted and, and kind of compact in the middle and then our wide players are really wide stretching the pitch it feels like it's now different with now um, our right back now being Asignon or Wozvatino being really far wide acting like a winger which for me makes no sense because we've not really got someone to cross it into so yeah, that, that how we attack is just a bit sort of spontaneous for me. Yeah, which is I agree. Cool know if you've got someone that's got that clinical edge, but when we haven't got that, it just kind of falls apart like what we have today. Because I remember in second half, and I saw these chances on all those possession, but because I'm overseas, there's a channel called Via Play, and they have like a on like let's say sofa score, they show the highlights across like the main key moments of the game. And yeah. there's only one for Burnley and like six, seven shots for Bournemouth because all theirs had like a higher XG or whatever. And ours was like, I think the only one they showed for us is the Brun Larson one near the, near the end of the second, of end of the first half where like the, the goal was there for his mercy. And that was really it. And also the free kick by Brun Larson too. Yeah. So that was all we had uh, in their opinion anyway. Yeah, well, to be fair, there's obviously the ones that I've mentioned. The one from Orderberry should do better. Vitinho's uh, had a header. He should have done better with that one. Um, obviously, I can't show them. I've not seen the full game back. I've just seen some very quick highlights, which, again, they didn't show it, to be fair. So, obviously, the people who edited the highlights um, didn't think they were worth showing. But, uh, Sam, your thoughts on the forward line? I think Liam makes a good point about our attack being spontaneous because mm -hmm. it depends on the game, doesn't it? Like today, like Liam said, oh, we don't really put too many crosses in too much anymore. It's like not on a normal case. We don't know. But today, Charlie Taylor put a few in, Asignon put a few in, but there was no one, no one there. Yeah. And I just felt like there's there's been a few games recently when Foster's been playing where he's gone missing. I felt like today would have been a perfect Foster game and I feel like we missed him today. But yeah, the forwards weren't good enough either. It weren't just the defence, it, it were the forwards as well for me. Yeah, I think, I thought the build-up play was better today. I thought yeah. to get into the areas in where you can be effective were a lot better. Like um, the balls out wide to Asignon because Tavernier wasn't tracking back. The amount of times he was just free, like with so much space to run into was ridiculous. Um but I agree. I agree with what you guys are saying. Like the the balls across the box. Like I think that's the that's my biggest thing. So it, it, and it, then it goes back to what we've said for weeks. You know, we're a team of individuals that don't know how to play together, and that is exactly what it looked like. You know, you yeah. <clears throat> could create the chances together, but wh where's the clinical edge? Where's the where's the actually picking your cross? I kept saying I kept saying through the game like Vettino is just 
crossing the balls into a, where he thinks people are going to be, but not actually where they are. He's not picking his cross and actually putting the ball in, thinking, well, I need to put it, I need to try and place it there, I need to place it there. He was just kicking the ball into the box and seeing if somebody was there. The amount of times the ball went into the box along the floor and we had chances with Odebear and things like that, like, and, and we were pulling it back and we were cutting it back. We were doing quite good at that, but we just couldn't, we couldn't get an effective foot on the ball in the right area. And then when we did get in, in the right areas, Vitinho's header, shocking. Uh, he's mm. two yards from goal, there's no one near you. Like, you, ha- you have to do at least better than over the bar. I yeah. don't care if you're five foot four. Like, you play professional football. Like, you should be able to... Because what I mean is, it's not a million miles above his head. It's not like he's gone up there and he's gone, oh, and he's just got his head to it. it it's, it's about there. So he's literally just, just about missed it. And it's because he's timed his jump wrong. The Brun Larson one as well, like, you've got all the mercy of the right-hand side of your goal, but you kick it straight at the defender. Mm. Like, you, you, you've got other bears where you could just hit it first time, but you take a touch. And then even then you're like, oh, you could hit it now. He takes another touch. And at, by that point, the defender's literally basically necking on with him. Like, it's just, <laughs> honestly, it's just, we've got, we've got, a lot of players, like I said, that are playing as individuals. Yes, we created better chances today, but it just goes back to exactly how we've all talked about it. It goes full circle back to, we did the same against Palace. We were loads better. The chances were there. We just didn't have yeah. somebody to put it in the back of the net. We weren't clear cool. Yeah. We didn't have the cutting edge. And it's the same again. We're not up to the champ- We're not up to the Premier League. We don't have the quality, which is mad to say when we spent £110 million. The, the squad's not good enough. I, I, I don't particularly, I, I don't, I back all the players, but I, I, you couldn't sit here today, any real, any Burnley fan really, and sit there and go, I love this team. I love these players. I, I can back all, all these players. You do, I don't have that same feeling for a lot of them. I just don't. Like, the team sheet comes out and I think, he's not good enough. I'm not really a big fan of him. I don't know why he's there. And you, you do it week on week in, week out. I don't have that same connection to these players like I did last season. Like, all seasons in the past, I just don't have it. Yeah, and it's a shame because you know, like like we've said, we've played better and we and we've created chances, but we're too far gone. There's too many issues, too many holes in the team, and we just need to start looking towards next season. Focus on the project for next year. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Fifty-seven minutes into the podcast, so that's the first time someone said the word project. Um, which is it is good to see because he used to be getting random about a lot. Uh, and also, no one said the word yeah, company. Yeah. No one's even said the manager. Well, well, this is I was literally about to ask that question. That's mad that you've done that because the reason why I'm not <laughs> asking it because we've got a comment here from Mick, and that's why we're going to bring it up. Mick says, "For those who want VK to remain, would you trust him in the Prem if we manage to get promoted again? He had everything this summer to make us competitive." Now. I didn't want because every time we get beat, there's a new poll on Twitter by a different page or a different person saying, "Are you company in or out company?" Like, I don't see the point in debating it every single week. He's not going to get sacked. Like we know he's not going to get sacked. So what is the point in going over it again and again and again? He's here to stay to, at least till next season, unless he walks. The only way that he doesn't start next season is if he himself walks. And now I would personally be fuming with him if he walks. If we stick by him through this run of form and then he walks at the end of the season, I would genuinely hate his guts. Probably just as much or if not more uh, than Owen Coyle. 
Um, but I just Jeez. don't see the point in discussing it. I just don't see the point in discussing it every single week because he's not going anywhere. That's why I've stopped putting the polls out on Turfcast because he's staying. Uh, but to answer Mick's question, um, obviously, if we go up, you can't just sack him in the summer. So you'd have to, for me, give him the chance to show that he's learnt from this year in the Premier League and <coughs> learnt from another year in the Championship. Because another year, this year will make him a better manager in the long run and another year in the Championship, again, will make him a better manager. So for me, yes, I would give him another chance in the Prem, but it wouldn't be a free hit like this season has been. You'd have to say to him after 10 games, if you've lost eight of them like we did this year or whatever it was, right, thank you, but off your foot. In my opinion. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, yeah, look, we're too far gone. Anyone that thinks they want company out is, it's just, it's, it's stupid now at this stage. It's just pointless. We're down, you know, so what, we're going to sack a manager and then what, expect them to go in the championship and rebuild all over again? You know, exactly. we're down and that's because of company and that's because of the players that we have and the board as well. They will all take ownership for it. But who's better p- to get us back up than the person that won the league of 101 points last year? And I- I'm hearing people, and I get it, people are emotional, right? People are, are, are angry. But I'm hearing people say that, oh, when we go down, we'll be lucky to be even in top six. There's West Brom better than us. There's Coventry. Let's mm. have it serious here. You know, like we're going to lose some players, obviously. We need to have some players that are, you know, that we can sell on if there's an offer that comes in for the likes of Berg or Foster or Odelbert. They may need to take that. But I think people do forget, and this is an issue with football nowadays because of the gap in the Premier League and Championship, but having 10, 15 million quid already makes you probably the third, second highest spender in the entire league. And all that would take is to sell one or two of our players to get that. Maybe just one. So... We'll be fine next year, okay? Panic stations, even though it is bad right now. We're not playing awful football, right? We are, from what we saw today, a team that can be controlling in the Premier League, but we just don't have that final product. And to answer the question of, oh, would you trust him to get us back up and, you know, to go again in Premier League? Well, I I will hope that he learns from it. That's what we can do as fans, is to hope that he learns and people will say, well, he's not learning much from this year, right? I can agree with that in some cases. I think he has been stubborn at times. But today, I do think he's changed the system. I do think he changed the personnel. And that's all I can really ask. And from what I saw, the players didn't do what they were meant to do. They had all the possession. They had opportunities, just couldn't take them. So that's where I stand with company. What's the point of getting rid of him? To- 100%. To put in, I mean, who? I mean, the question of who is a big one because they don't really say who. And if they do say someone, they say someone like Graham Potter, and it's like you're high. So, <laughs> or, or, or on they go on the other side of it and say Rarrett, uh, Rarrett. So it's like you know, um, look, it's been really poor this year. Everyone can admit that. Company were the first person to admit that. So uh, realistically, it's the first 10, 15 games of next year. We'll see where 100%. we are. But the idea yeah. that we're going to go back-to-back relegations or we're going to be struggling to be even in top six next year, I think is people being a bit dramatic. And after a day or so, they'll calm down and be a bit more realistic. Yeah, uh, put it this way. The position that we are in now, and obviously it depends on how many players will will leave, but I don't think many will. There'll be a handful, obviously. Your Trezors, which is not playing. Uh, your Amdunis, 
he's not interested. Uh, potentially Sander. I don't think he will leave, though. I think we'll keep him. Uh, potentially Foster, but because of the issues he's had this season, again, I think we'll keep him. Um, then your order bears, but that'd have to be a big offer. Same with Corley Orshaw. Um, it's 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 for me. I think I think we're in a better position now than what we were when we went down last time because we had Ben Mee leaving, Nick Paul leave. We had the entire core of that team leave. We mm-hmm. we are we are in a better position. Um, uh, Sam, I know I know the side of the fence that you're on, and yeah, Ryan, I, I do agree. It says worth remembering this isn't just a poor Premier League side; it's one of the worst it's Premier League sides. I presume that means it's settled in history. People wanting Beaky out is fair game. I'm not saying it's not fair game. Like, I get it. Like mm-hmm. I, I just feel like sometimes, in my opinion, as some <laughs> people might think I'm just being a bit like high and mighty, like I'm not. But if if you take a step back and look at the bigger picture, for me, I think it's just worth keeping him because number one, it's pointless at this stage because we're down. Number two, a lot of players are here because of him. And number three, I don't see someone who's going to come in at this stage now and do a better job with us in the championship next season, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I insist on that as well. If you want company out, I can't tell you otherwise. I can't tell that. I can't say that you're an idiot for doing that because I get it, right? It's been an awful season. But unless if you could give me a manager that can save us from this year, which no one can, in my opinion anyway, then I don't. I, th- I think it's a it's a pointless conversation yeah. to have. I agree. Michael Sullivan says some good players cannot manage. We saw last year that he can manage. We saw last year that he can do it at that level. The yeah. Premier League might be a level too high for him. Fair enough. But in but the current moment, in, 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 the in, current in the current moment, moment yeah. this time in eighteen months, he might be starting to use yeah. his lessons from this season. We don't. It, we don't know. We don't know how. Like so, turning around this season at the start of the year. Everything was new. We've come into the Premier League with young players, with a new core of the team and a new manager. We've never we've never had that Burnley team and this Burnley manager and that style of football in the Premier League. So we don't know. We never knew how that was going to work. Now we know it hasn't worked. We now know what we could do for if we do come up next time. Yeah. We know what company brings in the Championship. We know that he brings... A good style of football. He brings in the right players for it. He finds the bargains of players like the Bensons and the Zeruris. Like you guys have said, we're in a better position now this time going down than we were last time. We don't have the entire core of the team leaving. We've got players that aren't interested and that were also not sad to see the back of leaving anyway. So if they leave, we've still got a lot of players left there. We've done well in the loan market by sending certain players out on loan. If those said loan players still want to stay, we still have Scott Twine who can make an impact. We still have Luke McNally who comes back who we can reevaluate and see whether or not we sell him on or we keep him. We've got Bastian coming back who we can sell or keep. We've got um, you know, we've got Zaruri who's out on loan. If he wants to stay, he can be a key part again in the championship. We've got a good squad to go down with and we've got money to spend on players. We'd be in a much healthier position. And the manager that I would want to go down with and take us back is Vincent Company, the guy who's done it already. In 18 months' time, we could go down, get promoted, come back to the Premier League, and Company has wised himself to the situation. He, bri- he brings in the right players. He spends not as much money on dross. And, and we assemble a better squad for the Premier League. But there is no better manager out there now to take us back into the position that we're, we're currently in. He's getting us back into the Premier League. And on top of that, let's say if we do go back up, which isn't a guarantee, but let's say if we do, if he is poor in the first 10 or so games, then he will be put on the chopping block. Because that's the thing. It's not like we just go through it again. He will be under pressure. There will be expectation of him learning. Absolutely. There's no guarantee we'll go up again. 
But no, exactly. you would say there's a good like of chance as long as more teams stays together. You would yeah. hope so. But my, my argument back, just like you've said, my argument back to the people that say Vincent Company out, which, again, I'm not at the side where I'm like, no, no, this is exactly why you're wrong, but just give me the same argument that I've just given you for keeping him. Don't just say, oh, it's been rubbish this season. Tell me the manager that you bring in. Tell me how that manager then goes out goes about it next season. Who do you bring in? Who stays? Who goes? Can Gary Rowett do what Vincent Company's done? No. No. People throwing that name out there. Gary Rowett's never finished above mid-table. You then talk about Graham Potter. Is Graham Potter, he's just been the Chelsea manager. He was linked with the England job. Is he going to come to us? No, you're in dreamland. You have to give a realistic account for what's going to happen. And nobody can. That's my issue. You all want company gone, but you can't give me a, you can't give me the next step that the club do. Whereas I've just exactly I've just said it. The, the next step for us is if is when we go down rebuild with the same manager that can do it with the amount of money that we've got on the core of the of the squad that we've got and get rid of the dead wood that don't want to be here. That's it. See how and, we I've spoken to like Watford fans and Norwich fans because I know quite a few from some fan channels as well because they've been put in the same similar situation, especially Norwich fans, of having a season in Premier League where you just know in the competent enough and you basically know you're down by December. And the entire rest of the year is like what we're going through now, which is basically just you just kind of go through the motions of like, yeah, we're going down. Let's just aim for next year and work on it then. Mm-hmm. And they've told me in abundance saying like, yo, look, their main issue of why they're being kind of poor and stagnating right now is not because of money. It's because they've got so many random mix of players from so many different managers because exactly. they've yes. sacked one and sacked another and they play completely styles of football. Dean Smith and Daniel Farker is a completely two different wide yeah, range exactly. of the spectrum in terms of how they want to play football. So then you've got this player, which is his, philosophy and this player this philosophy so it's just a complete mix so if we most of these players are all under Vincent Company's kind of vision of how he wants to play so whoever we bring in unless it's the exact same type of football then I don't which I think still Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't do that much better anyway then I just I I would rather try and be stable and it sounds really cliche and almost sounds like we're in a Disney film but I would kind of rather be known for a club that backs their manager all the way I'd rather be known for having some sort of identity even though right now we're not playing great today we did see our identity it's Mm -hmm. just the early days of championship identity that we had back last season when we were playing Hull at all when we just couldn't break a team down but we had all the possession in the world and that is just kind of where we're at. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of my thoughts on it. They've taught me a sort of lesson of, look, the grass isn't always green. And no. that's, in my opinion, anyway. But again, insisting, if you want company out, I can't say that you're an idiot because it's been no, tragic. Exactly. But in terms like, of the grand scheme of things, I just yeah. think it's, uh, it's just pointless sacking him now and then have to restart all over again. Yeah. Exactly. We're starting again at the start of the season anyway. Yeah. Um, so we might as well start with a manager who we know can get out of that division, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's just it's it's like it's like that comment that I've just put on though. Like company out camp are delusional. They're they're not. Like that's not that's that's where we're all at. They're not delusional for what for wanting rid of the situation that we're in. No one's happy with 27 games, two wins in the last six months. Like no one's happy with that. We're not all happy with that, but the the conversation that we're having is we can give you an argument for why to keep him. Everybody's argument for getting rid of him is just, well, it's not been good enough this season. We need rid. Well, then what's the next steps? People keep saying like, oh yeah, but it's not our job to pick the manager and it's not our job to do this. 
you can still ha- you can still as a fan think of a, a plan moving forward with a different manager and the players that we keep and what manager you bring in and the style of play that they implement. It, the, it, the difference in bringing in in getting rid of company is we lose the style of play that he has. And if you bring in somebody like let's say Chris Wilder, it's a totally different style of play. What style yeah. of play do you want? To, and like, just like Liam says, if you bring if you bring the manager if you get rid of company and then you bring in Chris Wilder. Those players don't know how to play a defensive style of football because they can't defend in the Premier League. So you'd have to redo the whole. You'd have to redo the whole team. You think Coley Osho is going to start tracking back, and, and you're going to start turning Luca Coley Osho into what Dwight McNeil was? Absolutely not. He's an explosive, fast-paced winger who likes to run at his man. So that under Chris Wilder wouldn't work because Chris Wilder wouldn't know how yeah. to utilize him properly. That that's my argument for it. If if you are absolutely not delusional for thinking that company should go but you have to know you have to know the re what like liam says the grass isn't green on the other side so if you if you want that pitch it to me in the same way that i've just pitched keeping him because then then that's when you can back it yeah yeah michael sullivan says why would any good manager keep doing this michael's quite vocal about vk out in the comments uh so mm-hmm. he's been on screen twice already um he says why would any good manager keep doing the same thing over and over again when it does not work well i don't think he has response to that today. yeah my response to that would to be would we, we tried something different today like we, mm-hmm. we did something different yes one of the changes was enforced mm-hmm. but there was a few changes made i'm doing he was dropped um who else did he, he put vt in your right mid you know it it, it it was different today it was different today and i, I just and it did work of course we just, we just, yeah it worked but it didn't like we can't no, defend no, and we can't put the ball quality. in the net but the actual tactics yeah the lack of quality in the players yeah, that we have it, it, exactly that it's the lack of quality that from today. Today. that's why but then obviously playing devil's advocate you could say he's assembled this squad but I, we, we've, we've spent yeah. far too much time on the vk in and out debate because i just don't see the point at this stage and we've done it 15 times on the podcast already every game <laughs> since christmas i don't want to keep doing it well, um, on a positive note, imagine on, in the championship that we have a forward line of Lyle Foster, Collier, Shaw, Odo, Bert, and Berg. Yeah. Imagine that in a championship. Now, let's say maybe two of them goals. They maybe have to sell them on, make some money, whatever, right? I mean, Zeruria Benson, if they're here or not, I doubt it because they've not played at all this year. No. But I still think that we've got a pretty good team for next year. Like, if we do go down, look, there's some pretty good away days. There's some Derby days. There's no VAR. And the last time we've been in championship for the last how many years? We've won it. Mm-hmm. Yes. The last three times. Well, the last two times we've won it. The last three times we've titles and a second place finish. We might, we, might only have, we might only have one Derby day as well next season because there's there's one team creeping slowly down that table. <laughs> one point above the relegation zone in the championship. I know where mm-hmm. I'd rather be. And it's creeping down. Yeah, and, and it's where we are. Uh, one hour, 15 minutes we're creeping up to. So we will start wrapping it up. So if you've quickly got any comments or anything you want us to talk about, get them in, lads. If there's anything you two want to talk about, think about it while I ask this question. I don't normally do this question after we get beat, but because it was a good performance, I'm going to ask you for your man of the match. Uh, for me, and uh, as well, everybody in the comments, put your man of the match in the comments and uh, and I'll put the I'll put them on screen and read them all out, even if it's an absolutely wild shout. Um, but I can't see how it's not given to Cullen. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Cullen came in. It, it was class. He played very, very well. Uh, the only other two people, in my opinion, that deserved it were Sander, who also played very well uh, in the middle, and Bear, who played very well in his new role, which I like him there. Uh, so essentially, 
anyone in the midfield, in the central midfield, you are allowed. Asignon, I guess you could have Asignon, yeah. Asignon played well. Um, but um yeah, I think I think I think for me it's Cullen. Uh, it's Cullen. I, I think the midfielders was the best part of the of the of the pitch today for us. We won the midfield battle, as we've said plenty of times. And um, yeah, uh, I think it was Cullen. Sam, we'll come to you first. Your man of the match, please. Yeah, it's Cullen in it. Like you say, to- totally agree with you. Like it's just the same three players in it. Odebear, Cullen, and Burge. They're the only three you could really go for because the other ones just didn't impact it enough. But. I definitely yeah. thought those three flourished in in what was a good performance and a bad one at the same time. Mr. Warrington, your man of the match, please. I don't think I've ever called you that before. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I went for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James Trafford, get out! You banned. <laughs> get off! Right, I go. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> there you go. Um, I mean, yo, look. I mean, I've been begging for Cullen for the last couple of weeks now, just because I feel like he has an identity. He, you know what he's going to do. And that's mm-hmm. what he did today. It, he attempted and he did dictate play. He showed a bit of bite to midfield and noticed him time to time, just kind of easily cutting out play. And we've, we've been needing that all year. And look, yeah, people said Cullen, it was quite poor at start. Yeah, so was our entire team. Our entire yeah. team was so poor to start because we were trying to be a lot more expansive and mm. be really push up high the pitch, which just was never going to work. So uh, yeah, Colin for me and Brown, who is back for next game against West Ham. So if Cullen is mm. back on the bench, then I don't know what more he has to see. I really that's don't. A, that's a good That'll indicator of where of, of where, brain. Yeah, of where where we are saying. I'll be honest. For everything I've just said. If he reverts back to type for the next game, I honestly think I'll I'll, I'll be fuming. I'll be I'll be at the point where I'm like, right, maybe it's time to get rid of him. Um, obviously not. But if he if he if he goes back to type for that next match, man, after Cullen playing so well in order bear there, yeah, I, I'll I'll be pretty pissed off with him. I'll be honest, and I'll probably go to town to him on the on the reviews and and what have you. Um, but yeah, uh, Mick's become a new member of the YouTube channel. Thank you, Mick. As I've mentioned before, just go onto the YouTube tab, uh, click on mem- on the YouTube page, sorry, click on the members tab and you can become a member of the channel there. Um, we only have about four or five members. There's not many, but if you keep, if we get more and more, we could do like members only shows and stuff like that and early releases. Um, so it's 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 uh, always a pleasure to see somebody become a member. I think it's not even expensive, like one ninety nine or something. Just support the channel helps us keep growing and stuff. Uh, but keep your comments coming in for the man of the match. I'll just quickly read them all out. Mike says Cullen. Flyover <laughs> Fred says Cullen. <laughs> True Red says Cullen. Paul Booth says Cullen. Super Kurt nineteen eighty says Cullen. Ben Keg says Asignon slash Cullen. Asignon did play well. Uh, Flyover Fred says Captain Cullen. CP Claret says Cullen or Burge. Yet. Always Claret says, Cullen, shout for Vitinho if only for the fight and Odebayer did well. Yeah, Vitinho did well to say he was in a random position, but he just didn't have enough quality for me. Um, and that's pretty mm. much his, his problem. Like, I do like the guy, he's just not good enough. Um, it's Scott says, Cullen, definitely. Claret and Blue says, definitely Asignon for me. It's a couple of shouts there for Asignon. Um, That's completely... Well, well, we'll skip that one, John. Sorry, mate. Ben Keg says, Cullen was back to what he did last season. Um... <laughs> CP Claret says, Asignon and Taylor, both good games, but not quite uh, motivated contenders. Um, I, mean, I, the match. I thought he did. Uh, Liam Beat says, Cullen. Um, 
Kurt Lehman says Cullen fly over Fred. I know I've already put a comment on him. He says Cullen back to his his first club next week. Uh, has to play. Um, Dora man in the match says Carl. I can also ban commenters as well. Uh, Carl, uh, anything like that? Two ninety nine for membership. What a rip off! Only joking. Thanks for clarifying, <laughs> Liam. Uh, I did set them prices by the way, but two ninety nine is it's a bargain, mate. Price of a coffee, um, and I do love a coffee. Roscoe Evans says Cullen, Orderbear, and Esteve looked okay today too. Yes, they did. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's a, a natural end unless there's something you guys want to quickly chat about before we go. I mean, we lost, but. I'm trying to look at some sort of positivity here. And the only way I could do that is by looking at, we probably will have a pretty exciting and fun team for next season in the mm. championship. That's all I'm looking forward to now. Like, you know, that's all I can look forward to now. Like if we were going to somehow stay up, it had to be today because yeah. maybe Forrest could get, because I've talked to my brother before the game and he was like, oh, but Forrest got a point of Dutch win today. And it's eight points, but it could actually be four or something. And it's like, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. We love the championship, and there's no yeah. VAR, so I'm, I'm counting days down now. We lost, but we were better, but we still lost. Uh, Sam, your final closing statement, please, mate. Oh, just inject the championship into my veins. Set a rule where if you get promoted, you stay there, sack the Premier League off, and leave it to be a six team league like it is anyway with its weird referees looking at loads of different tellies. Some of them are watching Corey instead. So, yeah. Let's all just enjoy and have a big a big, a big big piss-up next year. Yeah, well, we had a big piss-up last year, didn't we? So let's we all we're just constantly piss And the year before. And the year and before. The, well, yeah, the last time in the Championship, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the season starts now, says Clark Blue 1882. Um, I, I think I think we've officially ended the season now. The season has officially ended uh, for me. Uh, no more season starts now, despite any more um, imminent speeches. From if it be worse time, the season then start? No, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> what, what How far back would we be by then? You know? We are 11 points away now. So if we beat West Ham at West Ham, Come on, not going to happen. Uh, would obviously be what eight points. points away. Away. Could, could only be seven points off Luton. I don't know. Maybe season does start then. Thank you for that, Claret Blue eighteen eighty two. Maybe the season <laughs> yeah. does start next week. Uh, Mick says, "Cheers, lads. Season starts next week." <laughs> ben says, "Cheers, gents." Yeah. Well, I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, Flavor Fred says, "Championship again, ole ole." Uh, yeah, of course. If you've come on to the show late, like some people do, obviously you don't get the notification. Number one. Subscribe to the channel and put your notification bells on. You'll get notified straight away. Number two, set notifications on Twitter because I tweeted on there as well. Uh, and number three, if you watch it later, obviously when I end the show, it uh, stays as a standalone video for you to watch on demand whenever you want. And pretty much straight away, I'll be uploading the podcast. So if you're doing something tonight or you want to wait for the morning commute in the morning, you can listen to it on your drive to work. Kurt Lehman says, thanks again, lads. Tough shows these, but they are very cathartic um m max says cheers lads season starts next august yeah john lamas probably said that wrong mate apologies mate says cheers mates but yeah thank you everybody watching thank you for listening big thank you uh to liam for coming on the show big thank you to sam for coming on the show neil you're sacked um but thanks everybody for watching thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next time it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. 
you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans